Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Meet Danielle Langton. She's a business strategy consultant who spent more than a decade working with brands such as Heinz Company, Dick's Sporting Goods, Vineyard Vines, and Lily Pulitzer on product and development and strategic selling. In her last role as the VP of Global Strategy, she successfully retained $20 million in revenue before trading her title to champion six and seven figure CEOs as they streamline and scale their businesses. Her mantra for her own life and those she partners with is to create a life, not just a living, which she achieves through detailed customer business plans that simplify operations while improving profitability for her clients. When she's not working with her inspiring roster of clients, Danielle enjoys walks with her golden retriever, hanging out in her backyard after dinner with her husband and exploring her new town of Austin, Texas. Hello and welcome back, Super Expanders. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? Hope you're listening to this podcast somewhere and just, you know, ready to soak it all in because I have a really amazing woman sitting right here with me for a conversation. I'm so, so excited because, well, I get to ask all the questions that I'm dying to know the answers to, but I also get to share them with you. So meet Danielle Langton. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited for this conversation. So a little bit of context for everyone listening, how how Daniel and I know each other, which is, you know, how I, I know I think that's how I know most of the most amazing people in my life is through masterminds, which is just proof that investing in yourself and in your business just can never go wrong. When you get to meet amazing people, forge really cool relationships and have amazing conversations. So I'm excited to to have you here and, and have this conversation. I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about like the power of relationships and networking (laughs) during this episode. (laughs) You know, of course, I I feel like that's it. And that's a really great conversation because everyone needs to be reminded of that because I mean, relationships really are the thread of life, right? And I also think, I mean, geez, I'll go off on a tangent, but I totally think that whether you have like a big network or not, it all starts with the relationships that you have right now and how you can continue to grow those over time. So it's not like either one of us started with the, you know, a huge network that we can tap into over time. It totally grows. So, yeah, but even a network of five people could be a network of hundreds and thousands of people because each person has their own independent network. And it's really just like a a matter of fostering those relationships in a genuine fashion and making it so that when you ask or ask a question or ask for help from even your small little network, if you, if you just have a baby network right now that you're working on, there's a lot of power and never discount that a small network isn't a mighty network, right? (laughs) I mean, I think 
that is exactly what I would give credit to as to where I'm at today. So. Yes, I love that. So before we even dive into, you know, to the where where you are now, I'd love for you to share who who Danielle is deep down inside at your core. What is, what is your what is your soul want to share with everyone yeah. today? It's always my favorite to start out on and I'm like there's always one person that at least one person that this resonates with, but growing up, middle class family, my parents worked full-time, multiple jobs. Um, neither of them went to college, neither of them were entrepreneurs. So I know we're going to talk about super expanders. And so that will be key in this story because started out just very normal. Um, I decided that I wanted to go to college. Um, it was something that my parents felt very strongly about. And so I ended up going to college and I ended up um, getting an undergrad degree and a master's degree because I'm like, okay, if my parents didn't go to college and they're working multiple jobs and I potentially want this, I want to tell a different story one day. I don't want, I want to tell it. And, you know, I just want it to be a different experience Then I'm going to have to do different things. And so that's exactly what I did. And I kind of got into that rat race of uh, corporate America and I was climbing the wrong corporate ladder that I'm sure many people potentially listening to this have where they get into one lane and they think, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the the secret. This is like going to unlock a totally different kind of lifestyle. And so I did that for 11 years and I reported to many different kinds of leaders and I led different teams and I traveled a ton and I had different titles and made them all the money that I thought is what I was looking for growing up in a very, you know, middle-class family that definitely struggled with money, which you and I have talked about a lot. Um, And so I thought like, okay, this is the unlock. If I just get this really great job and I build this really great career, like that's going to help me tell a different story. And so I did that and it still felt really empty. There's always at least one person listening that's like, wait, that's me. (laughs) I'm doing that currently. And how do I make that adjustment or how do I make that pivot so that everything that I'm chasing and I actually got isn't actually the answer. And so oh, no. that really took me to about 2019. Wow. I I love that you had the forethought or the wisdom when you were, you know, at that I guess probably high school age to to say that if you wanted something different, you were gonna have to do something different. So even though you might have taken it, what wasn't your parents' path, it was a more conventional path to like what society tells us, right? Is you know, go to college, get a master's degree, get a corporate job, do all the things. That's the the secret to like the American dream or to happiness. But even inside of that, it sounds to me that that if you want something different, you're gonna have to do something different. Was this like driving force that kind of brings you to where you are now? Because if we want to have a different life, a lot of times it means not necessarily buying into the the dream that has been sold to us, right? Yeah. And at that point in my life, I mean, after I was in corporate and I think what kept happening was I would get to this point, I would say, okay, I've got this great job am I really going to do this for the next 40 years? Like, am I really going to dress up in, you know, business professional and drive to the same office every single day, do the same thing five days a week with the same people? And the answer was always no. (laughs) It's like, I'm never like, that can't be it. And I don't know exactly what it was that sort of showed me what was possible. I just kept finding all of the different 
things that I said, okay, this can't just be like the end game. This can't just be like the final destination where you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just do this forever, regardless of how happy I am. At least I'm making money. And I think that was the switch for me was before it was always like chasing the dollar because I didn't have it. And when I did get like the title and I did get the money and then I'm like, wait a second, well, this isn't it either. And so Mm -hmm. then it needed to be something else. All right. So what is the something else? (laughs) And so then in 2019, after uh, that was about my, uh, I was in corporate for about 11 years at two different uh, organizations, one Fortune 500, one tech company. uh, I decided that I needed to go out on my own. (laughs) I decided that I didn't want to work. What it really came down to is I am, I always say I'm in human design. I'm a manifester. I don't really like being told what to do. I like doing my own thing. I like creating my own path. And so the only way that I could really envision my true dream career is if I went and created it myself, my own hours working, you know, with the people that I wanted to from where I wanted to when I wanted to. And the only idea that I had had was entrepreneurship. And again, there wasn't anyone in my family that's an entrepreneur. And I I knew very few entrepreneurs. And I was still new to like the whole online space because you know it's totally different once you get into entrepreneurship and then in the online space is completely different. Um, And so I was very, very new to that. But what I did was in 2019, before I even left corporate, I ended up going to a, a Tony Robbins event. And so that was a super expander uh, moment for me. And then from there, about two months later, I quit my job and just kind of like have followed my network and relationships to really build this business. So I took all of my years of experience and really just brought that over into entrepreneurship. So I was doing more um, sales and strategy in corporate. And that's essentially what I'm doing with women now as an entrepreneur. Oh, I love that. So I love that the intersections start to come together like that, because I think it's important for people to hear. So a, well, let's reverse. I think I also, there was something funny you said is when you were talking about entrepreneurs, that I think the exact words you used, you're like, I, I just was going to do something normal. And I, I do think that as an entrepreneur, there is a little bit of a abnormal thing that happens in our brains because that you have to have a little bit of crazy going on and in a good way. Right. I don't mean that in like a negative connotation, right. Because you have to be like crazy enough to think that you're to go for it, right. To just go all in because that's, what's required of us as entrepreneurs. But I think a lot of people that anyone's listening, that is in a job that they don't like, that they want to leave, that they're unhappy with, there is this I think notion that we have to give up these years of expertise that we have had. And really the, I think the magic is, is finding those intersections of how you can bring those talents and gifts of, of the things that you've been doing and how you can bring that forth into your journey of entrepreneurship or creating your business, own business. If that's what you desire, because you don't have to throw it all away. No. And I think what's interesting is whenever I was thinking about entrepreneurship, I had never even thought about my experience and my education playing, you know, the leading role in what I would do as an entrepreneur. I was like, I'm going to open up a clothing store. I'm going to open up a flower shop. I'm going to like, their ideas were endless of things that I was going to do. And when I actually sat back and I was like, well, wait a second, what are you actually good at? (laughs) Like, Like, what would people really pay you for? And where is your network? And where are those relationships that you could tap into to really have a business and make money. And that's when it made sense to just bring 
all of those years of experience forward and just work with the type of people that I wanted to work with. So no longer working with, you know, multi-billion dollar organizations, now working with six and seven figure female entrepreneurs. Very different, much more preferred. <laughs> so there was so much gold that just was in those last couple, you know, sentences that you just said there, which is starting with is asking yourself like the ideas, right? When we start to think about entrepreneurship and starting a business, it's like, oh my God, idea after idea after idea. And that can be a little bit distracting. And that's like the super fun part, right? The the idea, the ideation phase, but the really, I think most powerful thing that we can do is hit pause and not let your mind go crazy all over the place with those like dopamine hits of like, oh, that would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Squirrel brain thing. And actually asking the question of what am I good at and what would people pay me for? Yeah. And what type of people do I want to work with? I think that's always like the like the third piece. I think that's so important because as an entrepreneur, you then get to choose who you get to work with. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the, the the freedom piece starts coming in, right? Because, you know, you're going to have to work hard, you're going to have to put a lot of hours and there's that what, whether you're looking on scrolling on Instagram and seeing all those people that are trying to tell you that it doesn't take a lot of time and energy <laughs> to make multiple millions of dollars. Um, it does, it takes time, it takes work, it takes all the things, but the freedom starts to come in when it's, you're doing something that you enjoy, that you love, that you get to work with people that light you up. So how did you start to, I guess, decide that? So you, you did an assessment of what you were good at. You, yeah. you did an assessment of what people would pay you for. But then how did you start to really figure out who would it light you up to work with? Yeah, I think the first step, and this is what I tell even clients to this day, is the first thing that I did was I started, even before the business was off the ground, I started telling everyone that I was uh, like starting my own consulting business. So even though it didn't really even exist and I didn't have any paying clients in the beginning, I told everyone just so that I even, so that I would believe it too, <laughs> that it was, that it was going to come to life. And so I started telling everyone and then through having those different kinds of conversations, you either get int introduced or your brain is like, Hey, you should totally reach out to so-and-so who's in your network, who would be a really great fit. And so that's really how it started. And before I had left, uh, resigned from corporate, I had had my uh, first contract who was a, the, the woman that hired me at my first job, her and her husband started a company and they were my first client. Um, and I signed that contract within like the first 30 days after I resigned. And so it really just started by telling people what I was doing really for myself so that I could convince myself and then just starting to have those conversations um, to really just spark ideas and maybe some inspiration and say, oh, that would be a really great person. You should reach out to that. Or does, do, is there anyone that I know that can introduce me to that person? Mm, such good advice. So inside of this journey, because it takes it, you really have to go all in, which is, is a big, it's a big piece of success in, in business. You can't toe dip and you have definitely created something really magical, something powerful for female founders. So there had to have been kind of on your journey. There had to have been some big people that have impacted you have been super expanders. I'd, I'd love to hear an, a super expander story. I mean, I know Tony Robbins, he's like the yeah. OG, he's, he's the OG good. super expander. Yeah. Well, someone that falls right, you know, I would say below him is Jenna Kutcher. And so I mentioned that I went to a Tony Robbins event in 2019, 
But what I didn't mention was in earlier in 2019, when I was still uh, you know, working full-time and traveling, I invested in a course that Jenna did with Tony and Dean. And so this was before I even quit. This was before, this was, you know, seven months before I even resigned. And so this was me really preparing myself. And so that was the first time that I had invested in something like that with Jenna. Um, it was a course that I bought and it took me probably nine months to finish. I'd always listened to her podcast. And one of the things that sticks with me with me to this day, as she had said, whenever she was working in corporate, she was like, okay, if I go and start my job or if I go and start my business and it doesn't work, I still have a resume. So I just would update my resume and go back and get a job. And I was like, holy shit, that's so true. <laughs> it's not like just because we take this dive into entrepreneurship that like all of our experience and education goes away. And so I could go, I was like, okay, I can go give this a shot. And if it doesn't work, I have something to fall back on. And so that was like my first aha moment that allowed me to really consider that I should, you know, keep going after, after this. And so speed that up like a year later. So now we're in 2020, it's the beginning of the pandemic. I'm in a, um, like a mastermind group, Jenna's leading it. There's 200 women in it online. She leads it for six weeks, you know, going through, remember I bought the course in the beginning of 2019. Now she brings back all of her past students for 2020. She takes them on like the six week uh, journey. And then at the end of the six weeks, I'm sitting in this Facebook group and I'm like, gosh, there's 200 women that probably still need support. So I send Jenna a message and I said, after you're done teaching this group, can I lead the, can I like pick up weekly calls with these people? Like, can I pick up your group calls with these people? Because you've got this great community and people know they're only getting six weeks, but what if we could continue the conversation? And she said, yeah, sure. She was totally open to it. And so I started building my relationship with her at that point. And over the years, that has really expanded. And, um, you know, I've received one-on-one -on -one clients and a lot of other great things, um, but really just came from asking her, building a relationship with her and asking her for what I wanted. And so that, that was a really pivotal moment. I have a question for you. Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. So huge lesson in that. I mean, that's a big, bold ask, right? Because she, Jenna Kutcher is a, a bit kind of, you know, she's a famous, at least within the um, entrepreneurial <laughs> yeah. world. I, she's not like, not like TV famous, but if you're in the world of entrepreneurship and online, she's like legit, the real deal. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that was a big, bold ask. So what, when you went to go ask that question, what was going through your mind? Let's, let's kind of talk about that. I feel like this is something that has always been within me and I, I have no idea where it came from or how it like grew inside of me, but I'm, I, I'm never afraid to ask. It probably has to do with like what my career was 
and just in, you know, growing my career um, before entrepreneurship and, you know, being a female in male dominated industries and, you know, having to ask for like the sale or the promotion or X, Y, and Z. And so you're never going to get anything if you don't ask for it. I feel like I'm never afraid to ask. And I'm also someone that when there is like rejection, so if she would have said no, I would have been like, okay, great. And I would have moved on. I'm not someone that really sits and dwells in that moment. And so I kind of detach myself from the outcome. And then therefore, it's not scary to ask. Wow. So many juicy, juicy nuggets there. (laughs) Such goodness too. And I say that all the time. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you are sitting back waiting for something to come to you, it would not have come to you. Like she wasn't going to reach out and say, hey, Danielle, I was had this thought. I just thought that'd be really cool if you continued these calls. You specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She's like, no, these women signed up. They knew they were getting six weeks with me. And after that, I'll just answer questions. There's no calls. And I'm like, I think I can add value. It was still, I was still early in in entrepreneurship. And so for me, it was just a really good testing ground too. Oh, wow. Okay. So you asked. Then she said yes. Was there like a oh shit moment? Like, oh shit. She said yes. Now I. Yeah. Now I I get to do this. Like now I need to follow through and figure out like what the hell I'm actually gonna do and like what like what that means. Because I feel like that would have been me. Like I'm also the same. I would have no problems asking, but I would almost ask maybe thinking I was gonna get a no, and then you get a yes, and then you're like, uh, wait. (laughs) Yeah. So then I went into full on like prep mode. So then I was like planning out what the heck I was going to be talking about on these calls. I reached out to other women to help co-host the calls with me because I had never hosted calls with, you know, 50, 100 women on them before. And I don't ever claim to have all the answers. And so I started pulling other people in to sort of help with those conversations. Um, And I probably did that for, I want to say another two months. We probably kept the calls going And then it just felt like a normal transition to sort of stop those calls. But during that time, I had such great practice and was able to just build really great visibility, credibility with a group of entrepreneurs that were really coming up right behind me. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. And talk about network expansion right there. Um, And the timing, right? Because it being during 2020, which is like, you couldn't have nailed the timing on that any better. Truly. And it it all really came together because I had invested in myself, not knowing when I would ever start this business, not knowing that the pandemic was happening, you know, not knowing that I would ever, you know, forge this relationship with Jenna that has continued to really sustain over the years. Wow. That's so... So, so cool. I love that story. I think that actually, that might be one of the best super expander stories in the history of the super expander podcast. <laughs> really? I love Isn't that. It funny though. I'm sure like there are so many people that have super expander con- like conversations within this network, but I've never met Jenna in person. Oh, I feel like that, that's got, that's at some point has got to happen, right? Yeah. It needs, it needs to happen. So I want someone to know that even though if they have a a super expander in their life, you don't have to, there's a lot of good that can come even online without meeting someone in person. So. Oh my, well, this is, that's the world that we live in today, right? It's the power of the connections that actually happen on, you know, on Instagram, on Zoom calls and fostering them as if you would an in-person relationship. You don't actually have had to have had physical in-person energy for a relationship to thrive and, you know, really provide for the both of you to be able to provide a lot of value to each other. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So what you have a lot of things that are kind of in the works that are cooking right now. I mean, like literally and, um, (laughs) (laughs) and figuratively. Um, So you work with female founders and you have a couple ways for people to get in, in your world. Like if you have an upcoming retreat, that's getting ready to happen as a part of your, your founders club. Did I nail that right? Um, Mm -hmm. Founders club. So tell us a little bit about that. So people are listening and maybe they're, maybe that's not a fit for them yet, but let's talk about that. And then if that's not a fit, like, you know, what might be, because now they've been so inspired by your super expander story, uh, you know, yeah, things are moving for them. So I really think the Founders Club came to life because I realized, again, if, you know, it, it, it should all make sense now, just how powerful relationships and networking are. And if I w- took all of my one-on-one clients that I had previously, and I was like, God, the, I know they could learn from one another instead of just learning from me, and they're all in similar stages, like, what if we brought them all together? And so at the end of 2021, we launched the Founders Club. And essentially, we brought together product and service based businesses that have an online presence uh, that have been in business for um, at least, you know, more than typically more than two years, we always like to say, I never like to say that there's like a specific dollar amount, but the majority of the women and the businesses that are in the Founders Club are working towards multiple six and seven figures. And so uh, we really like to have solid businesses. So you know what you're good at, and you know, the product or service that you're selling people actually want. So you have proven revenue. And what happens within the Founders Club is not only do we work on growing your revenue, but a byproduct of that is just the expansion that happens within your mindset around money. So typically you've got this business that you started, it starts making money. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this is actually a really like a a real business. And I probably need a team and I probably need to, you know, potentially hire a CFO and I probably need to raise my prices. And I probably need to do all of these things. And I actually have no idea what I need to do in order to hit the next level. But I believe in this business enough. And so the Founders Club brings all of those women together in a year-long program. Um, and it includes the retreat that you mentioned that I'm hosting next week at 35 weeks pregnant. Um, and so it is a fantastic container. I absolutely love it. It's intimate. I work with those women. They are like my true one-on-one clients. We meet as a group. We bring in guest speakers. And so that is the Founders Club. And then if the Founders Club, if you're not ready for the Founders Club, this year we launched a program that has, um, we've really brought together marketing and sales. So if you're at a point in your business where you're like, okay, I need to generate traffic. I need to set up email marketing. I need to make sure my website and my opt-in is growing my email list. And I also want to make sure my pricing is right. And I want to make sure that I'm hiring the right people and that I can actually afford this. It is essentially 50 resources, video resources that you have access to plus office hours. Um, And it is, um, um, you can either pay for lifetime access or you can pay month to month to access it. And I really wanted to bring that to life because I realized that we can talk about increasing sales all day long. But if you don't have an audience or you don't have anyone to sell to, it's going to be crickets. (laughs) And so you kind of need both. And so typically people want to talk about the money and they want to make more money, but actually we have to talk about building out an audience too. So that's how we marry those two together. I like that. We we always like to talk about the sexy things, which is, which is money and money and more money. But (laughs) if you want to get to the money, you gotta, you gotta build the foundation, right? So such, 
such goodness. So I'd love for you to just before we kind of tie this in the boat, because I know that you are, you're, you're busy. You got, you got a lot of things, a lot of things going on. If you could just share maybe like one last parting piece of wisdom with everyone listening. Yes. I think something that's really, really important. And I always want to share this with whoever is listening is we build the life that we believe we deserve. And Mm -hmm. so much of that comes down to how much do you trust yourself to actually make it happen? So when, when the highs are high, it's great. But when the lows are low, how much do you trust yourself to come out on the other side? So I really, really think those are the moments in which we learn so much about ourselves and there's so much growth there. And so that is what I would share. Yeah. Self-trust and digging down and cultivating that, that just that belief, right? Because no matter what it is that you are selling the service, the product, whatever it is, if you can't believe in it and trust it, you can't really ask anybody else to to jump on board and want to you know buy it. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't believe that you can make an impact or that you can charge those prices or that, you know, you deserve to lead a group of, you know, X number of employees or anything like that, then that's never going to really fulfill your soul or really, um, you know, help you get to that next level. And so I really think it comes down to that belief in trusting yourself. So do you have a tip on for people to to tap into that, to cultivate, to, to create a yeah. stronger sense of self-trust? It's personal development, personal development, personal development. <laughs> I mean, if they're already listening to this podcast, they're already they we know they're in good company and we know they're on the right track. But truly it comes down to that. I mean, listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, I listen to different meditations in the morning, whether I'm on a walk or, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting down. I mean, the whole gamut. I, I don't think you can do enough. Yeah, I love that you said that personal development really is the the key, right? Because I think that as entrepreneurs, we oftentimes think that the piece with like the learning how to do more sales, learning how to do the lead generation, that we can do all those things and not necessarily focus on the mindset pieces, or it's like the unsexy piece. Like no one wants to hire a mindset coach. They want to hire someone who's going to tell them how to make the money, but you really have to fuse those things together. I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day, and it was that I think people don't realize when you look at the most successful entrepreneurs, they all have these sort of like secret undercover rituals, these like really innovative things that they're doing. So whether it's meditations or breath work or whatever it happens to be, they have this thing that is really the thing that fuels the strategy piece, right? So it's like all strategies actually work, but it's the energy that we bring into putting them. And so it's the belief, it's the self-trust that we infuse into those strategies, right? 100%. I will tell you right now, I think uh, when I think of the, you know, multi seven figure business owners that I follow and look up to, all of them have these, you know, rituals around breath work and working out and cold plunging. And, uh, you know, all of all of these different things. And those are the kind of things where I think when you when you allow yourself or you believe that there is so much value in that it actually allows you to grow exponentially in oh the other gosh. areas. 100% because it's fueling the, the energy, right? It's the you're able to show up and do things more effectively and efficiently. And since we all only have, you know, we all have the same amount of time in the day. It's just how we show up inside of the time that we are working and are doing things. And those are literally the things that 
make us super effective and efficient in in our work. And I think it also then really, for me, levels everyone on, you know, a level playing field and just shows how human everyone is. So even, you know, the people that you see out there that you're like, wow, they're just totally crushing it. There's so much personal work that there's personal development work that they're doing on the other side of that to make sure that they can continue to, to really sustain that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh my goodness. Such a fun conversation. I feel like yeah. we could just geek out on this for, for hours and hours and hours. So everyone listening, how, how can they find you? What's the best way to get into your world at this yeah. time? I mean, I think also, I mean, obviously Instagram, I'm sure, but yeah. I think you, you send out some really powerful messages, don't you? I do. Yes. So we're at Danielle Langton on all social media platforms. And then if you text the word growth to, you're going to test me here, 512-248-2448. I'll double check and make sure that's right. Oh. <laughs> that's a good number though. I do send out um, text messages that are all around money mindset and mantras and journal prompts, um, just really leveraging my journey from corporate to entrepreneurship and just how powerful I think mindset work is. Um, and then you can also learn a little bit more about the Founders Club at daniellelinkedin.com backslash the Founders Club. Amazing. So of course, we'll drop all that in the show notes so that it makes it super easy, one click away for everyone to tap into those resources. Thank you so very much for carving out the time today to, to have this conversation, to share your wisdom. So grateful for you. Mm, so grateful for you. Thank you so much for having me. We'll catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.